This the Black Powder Podcast. Kick up your feet, lean on your armrest, and get your mind blessed on this conquest. Hold a grip like a 12 gauge. Let this moment kick. Black people moving and having some gun ownership. I carry weight, not to keep the camera safe. It's thinking about you, my kids, and my parents' faces. The big topics they don't wanna involve us. Think we're novice, but now we're moving hard with revolvers. This the Black Powder Podcast. Let's get it started. Primer set the powder is lit. It's time to get on target. Welcome to another episode of the Black Party Podcast. As always, I'm your host, Yasuke Fett. And just a general reminder of your marching orders and why we have created the Black Powder Podcast. The main mission is to change the social view of black society and firearms. How do we do that? Glad you asked. We talk, walk, read, write, and think about it to find a better solution for a brighter future for the proper protection of black people. Join us through education, practice, and safety as we take down the stigma of black people and guns one discussion at a time. And just a general reminder, you cannot do a mag dump without a couple of rounds. So if you like what you're hearing and you happen to like this show, send out an email to blackpowderpodcast at gmail.com and let me know what your favorite episode is. Whether or not you agree, disagree, or have questions, please make sure to send them to blackpowderpodcast at gmail.com. And always... Feel free to like, share, and subscribe. The only way to continue to grow is to continue to share this knowledge with other people. And the only way to even get the message out is to let everyone know. So once again, if you like what you heard and would like to continue to hear, please like, share, and subscribe. And as always, you can find us on multiple platforms, especially main ones. Uh, as of recently, we are now on Spotify, Apple iTunes, Google Podcast, Amazon Music, and Audible. I just told you a little while ago, these leaders that they call leaders, this included Lena Horn. This included Dick Gregory, and this included comedians, comics, trumpet players, baseball players. These aren't leaders. These are puppets and clowns that uh, have been set up over the black community and have been made celebrities. As you can clearly see, Malcolm X had a strong stance on celebrities and their influence on black society. There's a reason that he didn't see celebrities as anything such as tools that could help promote the movement and get uh, black society to a higher position because they weren't put there for the betterment of black society. If anything, they were put there as a distraction. They weren't meant to be taken serious. They weren't meant to be beneficial to creating a foothold and a monumental movement as far as progressing black people to where they needed to be at. Uh, another example right here is Muhammad Ali and Sly Stone on the Mike Douglas show. And this example is from the, I believe it's 1974 edition of his show. I'm talking to them. Yeah, I'm going to talk, talk, talk to everybody here. Well, I'm talking to them now. But take your hand on my face. I'm talking to everybody here. Let me talk to them. I'm they asked me questions. I understand. This is, what, this is our problem. I understand. You understand? We got to get together. Well, we're not going to And I don't think politics have a problem. I'm talking to brothers. No, but I want to change the color of the flag. I'm serious about that. I'm not okay. You talk about the flag over your head. We're going to change the color of the flag. Okay. That's a heck of a job. Yeah. Well, it is a, a job. See, now we're getting on stuff that don't make no sense. We're talking about something. I guess it makes more sense. I hope people can look at this and see what I'm talking about. <laughs> hope the people can watch this show and see what I'm talking well, about. Well, they will. They look at Mike Douglas sure every day. black people understand. Black people do understand, brother. Uh, what I was saying was this. 
is that I don't think I can be in no office in this government and don't represent the country, which represents all the people. I'm not saying it's bad to represent all the people. I'm not saying I wouldn't want to represent all the people one day. But yeah, but you do, man. Yeah. But now wait a minute. Charity starts first, first of all, to home. get into charity office. starts first at home. God helps those help themselves. I gotta help myself and clean up myself and love myself and do for myself before I can go to help others. It's enough I black people love black people. Right. So that's what we wanna do. <laughs> now you're talking. So my program is only worrying about my people first. That's what I'm saying. And I can't be in no politics saying I'm just for the black people. It's not right. Yeah, where do you live, my brother? So every time Muhammad Ali kept trying to make a point, you can clearly hear that Sly Stone was busy trying to counter his point. If anything, he wasn't listening, listening to be logical. He was listening to answer and listening to derail the progression of Muhammad Ali's point. Muhammad Ali wasn't saying that he didn't want to be a politician or he couldn't be a politician. What he was saying was based on the current status of what was going on in America at this time, which is around the Vietnam War era, Ali was saying that he couldn't represent the country due to the fact that he still felt that he had representation and progression that needed to be done in bettering black society. So he therefore could not fully represent each and every single culture of America due to his singular point as far as the progression of black people. But Sly Stone, being the plant and the puppet that he is, kept speaking against Ali. And the fact that the crowd continued to, to you know, they, they prodded and, and pushed him uh, through their applause, it completely watered out Muhammad Ali's point to, the, to where I don't know if anybody in that audience understand it. You did later on during that show have a couple of people that did applaud, applaud slightly his points, but nonetheless, it was a big stage to be on because you had congressmen there. And the fact that Sly continued to keep acting like an idiot and bringing up things such as changing the flag. Now granted, I know that he meant changing the flag of America to include everyone instead of one class. I get that, but nonetheless, just the fact that he had to say something as stupid as changing the flag did not help progress Ali's point because he was already saying that. So what does this have to do with today's topic? First and foremost, I thank you for your patience as this build up happens. The next part, well, I'm gonna tie it all together. According to Memphis police records acquired by the Washington Post, John Morant has now been accused of repeatedly punching a 17-year-old in the head and threatening him with a gun last summer. The teenager told police he was hit 12 to 13 times and was left with a knot on the side of his head. Shannon, what's your reaction to this? We'll skip right now. We don't know enough. Uh, the complaint has been sealed. Um, I'm going to need more evidence to come out. Um, but this is what I will say, Ja. Ja, you're going to have, and I've said it before, Ja, you're going to have to move differently. Mm. You're in a different stratosphere now, Skip. And, 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 and I just think he needs to conduct himself as a person that's in that said stratosphere. I ain't going back there to do what y'all do to try to impress y'all. Hey, man, you know what? No, I'm not cool like that. But like I said, Skip, you go back and look. Gangsters try to get legitimate. Skip, they get fancy cars and, and jewelry and big homes to show what, Skip? Mm -hmm. I made it. I got it. I'm mm -hmm. legit. 
Yep. Ja got all of that, but he wants to go back and try to show he hood, he gangster. That's backwards. That's a backwards. That's, that's what we call hustling backwards. That's mm -hmm. a backwards way of thinking. And remember, he's thrown up the Crip sign. Several, I've seen him throw it up two or three times. I, I probably missed mm -hmm. some other times. Do, what does that mean? Does that mean he wants to associate with the Crips, or he got initiated by the Crips, or he just he he has a dream of being a Crip? I I don't know. I, I'm just throwing this out. That are are we missing the boat here? That that's just who he's been from the start. Sad thing about this incident is that. This was the prelude to the topic I am uh, covering tonight. So right after this incident, John Morant decided to go to, I believe the strip club was called Shotties, ironically enough, in Memphis. And he went live on IG. Yeah, he was drunk, he's doing what usually happens in strip clubs. And lo and behold, just for a brief second, if you looked up, you saw I don't know what type of gun it was. It looked like it was a Ruger, like a LC9 or whatever. It could have been a Keltec. I don't know, but it was briefly flashed uh, in his own hands. It was in his possession. Now, if you know anything about the NBA, they are not exactly pro 2A or firearm friendly. So the fact that he's in a strip club doing whatever it is that he's doing and that handgun comes up, that just doesn't help, especially following up with this whole incident where he was playing a pickup game of basketball with a 17-year-old, and he punched as well as threatened that said 17-year-old with a with a firearm, with a handgun. And this dude is supposed to represent the upper echelon of, if you will, black society, because for some odd reason, it's not exactly easy to find people to look up to in black society, according to those people who don't really consider, let's say, your politicians or your civil leaders or whatever. And let's be real, civil rights leaders, it, it's, let's just put it like this, it's hard to find somebody who is going to, no pun intended, but go into the paint as far as trying to progress black people. It hasn't been the same ever since the passing of Martin Luther King, Malcolm X, so many others down the line. I know those two are the two major ones, but nonetheless, it's the truth. It seems like the buck stopped with them and things just kind of got watered out to the point where here we are. It wouldn't surprise me somehow, some way, if Jesse Jackson showed up and tried to promote his innocence and get things to turn around in his favor. But the biggest problem is the fact that this man is a celebrity, this man is not doing anything positive, and if anything, this man is going to catch a RICO charge eventually, especially considering the people that he associates himself with. And it's this type of wannabe thug, wannabe gangster mentality that keeps us stuck as a society. The ones of us that want to move forward are always trying to grind to the point where whenever we start seeing success, we see stories like this happen. And it doesn't just set us back one step. No, this thing could set us back two steps, three steps, ten steps, a whole generation. This isn't a good look for black society, once again. Because... As you heard Skip Bayless say, and you heard Shannon Moore basically try and give the boys some advice, but Skip Bayless is over here. He's calling him a, a thug, a crip, so on and so forth. But can you blame the man? Because what he is observing in 
televised society. It's a televised broadcast. This was during an actual game. This kid is supposed to be moving forward with his life, trying to do better, trying to provide more positive things to those people who look up to him. And instead, he's not getting the people looking up to him. The people that potentially could have put his life in risk are elevating with him. Life isn't about elevating your problems with you. If anything, you're supposed to elevate above your problems. And if you can't do that, if you're still being connected to the tethers that could have potentially ended your life, ended your career, and so on and so forth. But what are you doing, man? You're supposed to have cut those tethers by now. Instead, here we are, modern society, looking at the issues that you're bringing with you. And the, this is what you want to consider that word that I always hate, the quote unquote culture. You're bringing the culture with you because you think that this is how we're supposed to act as black people. I got a newsflash for you. There's a lot of black people out there that don't want to be associated with that shit. Yours truly included. Because at the end of the day, it's already hard enough to go out in the public and put your brand, put your own personal image out there and try and show other people that you are not like what the media portrays you as, especially seeing as how the common black person does not own their image. As I continuously repeat and beat into every single one of my episodes over and over and over again, we do not own our image. So those people who are above the common person and are 24 seven, let's say underneath the lens of the paparazzi, those are the ones that are supposed to represent us. Now, granted, you don't want to be represented 100% because there's a couple of things that most of these celebrities have done where I'm like, I really don't know about that. But at the end of the day, that's another drop in the hat, if you will. It's another coin in a purse that goes towards bringing our image down. We are represented by the upper crust of what is considered black society. And sometimes I, I can't really remember what era of American uh, society this was. This was years ago, but it was basically supposed to be represented by a golden crust that covers just this whole mass of corruption and, and rotting. It was like literally covered by a shell of gold with rot on the inside. That is where we are at as black people. And things like this remind me of Muhammad Ali trying to make his point only to be pulled down by Sly Stone. Just like Malcolm X said, they are not for our society. They are puppets, they are plants. If anything, they're meant to make us think that everything's okay. They're meant to portray idiotic things or act like buffoons or puppets or fools. But yet, if you continue to follow their lifestyle and try and emulate what they're doing, doesn't that make you a puppet as well? Have you ever seen a puppet controlling another puppet? Think about that. It's like I was saying in the last episode of Warbound Radio, you have forgotten the face of your father. And yet you go out and you tweet little things such as day by day. This is tweeted at 421, March 21st, 2023. And he's only given a week of suspension. What does a week of suspension do as far as somebody trying to 
show some sort of remorse for the actions that they've done. Take some sort of accountability for the things that they have done to put them in the situation that they're in now. It doesn't do a damn thing. Because at the end of the day, what you're gonna do is you're gonna look up, it's gonna end up like Johnny Bones Jones, right? I think John Jones ended up, God, I can't remember what the drug was, whether it was like, uh, it wasn't meth, let's just say I think it was cocaine. But nonetheless, John Bones Jones got suspended from the UFC for drug use. And somehow, some way, I don't even think it was a whole week, it might have been less than a week, but nonetheless, he gets the green check mark that says he's good to go. He's okay. He has completed his drug rehabilitation program in less than a week. You have got people out there, common everyday people that have fallen under hard times in their life to the point where they've started doing hardcore narcotics. They're doing hardcore drugs. They're doing shit that, they, that can ruin their life who are forever students in these drug programs because they cannot find the strength to move forward. And yet, you find it suitable to put celebrities in these programs simply because of the fact that they've got money, they've got status, they've got fame, they're elevated above the common person. So that should give them the okay to go ahead and fast forward the program and put them in a better situation because they have a lifestyle to take care of too. It's that exact lifestyle that they did not appreciate, they did not show any respect for, that got them in the damn situation that got into in the first place. And the fact that you got a kid who's over here threatening the very people that look up to him and want to be him by striking them down and brandishing a firearm at them literally four weeks ago, then here we are, fast forward now, three weeks later, he's shown at a strip club with a firearm. Intoxicated at that. And then on top of that, we find out supposedly, allegedly, that the firearm isn't his. Do you honestly think that makes the situation better or worse? Let's go ahead and look at it from a, I don't know, responsibility uh, point of view. So you're in the club, you're having fun, you're drinking, throwing money all over the place. And then somebody pulls up a, a gun and hands it to you. And based on the type of history that you got with some of these people, you are handling the firearm of somebody that might have had a couple of bodies on that damn gun. But you don't know that. Because celebrities can't go to jail, right? Celebrities can't go to jail for killing anybody. I mean, hell, that's never happened to anybody. It's not like there was a certain movie out there that recently happened where somebody got shot on the actual set and it sent somebody to jail. I mean, no, that could never happen. Celebrities never go to jail. Hell, even Martha Stewart stayed out of jail. I mean, come on. You gotta think, have you forgotten the face of your father? Which, one of the sad things is, when Job returned back to the NBA, and yes, he did return back after that a week, his father was in the stands wearing a t-shirt, or excuse me, a hoodie, that said redemption on it. 
But you know what? We're about to bookworm this shit right now. What is the definition of redemption? Noun. The action of saving or being saved from sin, error, or evil. Here's an example. God's plan for the redemption of his world. Number two. The action of regaining or gaining possession of something in exchange for payment or clearing a debt. What debt has this fool paid? And has he even learned from the sins that he has done? Clearly not, because when he came back, he invited a lot of rappers, and on top of that, he was singing the lyrics to one of the rap songs. I think it was NBA Youngboy. Okay, cool, but let's be real. This was also after, allegedly, that there was lasers out in the crowd where I think it was rappers or somebody else that was threatening some of the staff. If you're not familiar with lasers, it's a it's kind of a thing. You know, it's like you got people that have lasers on their firearms because... They're like, it helps me aim better, whatever. Okay, cool. If you're using it for what you're supposed to be using it for, cool. But if you use it to portray something such as gang culture or street crime or whatever, or to threaten somebody, yeah, you're doing it wrong. And at the end of the day, you're making everybody else look bad. This is not what our forefathers, our ancestors fought for. And yet here we are dealing with your stupidity. And it doesn't just affect us as black people because you've got a lot of black people that are pro-2A. And being part of this pro-2A society, which also deals with the 80% of black people who went out and purchased firearms for the first time back in 2020, and you combine that with the entire 2A community, which is made up of white people, Asian people, Indian people, so on, so forth. Hell, African people. I could go on. It's made up of every single culture that is here in America. When it comes to firearms, we are still nubile. Yes, the history is there. Yes, firearms are used during slavery in order to protect, you know, in order to protect one's freedom. Because let's be real, just because you had some freedom papers doesn't mean that the KKK or back then the police couldn't come and rip those paper up and put you on a new plantation. That's why there was firearms there. I think it was Fannie Lou Hammer that said you're supposed to keep a rifle in every corner of your house. At least that was, that's what she did. The actual quote is, I keep a shotgun in every corner of my bedroom and i'm not going to go further into detail as far as the exact quote just like some of these quotes that i've put out here before i've done some heavy editing if you want to go find them like i said malcolm x on a speech on celebrities you've got sly stone muhammad ali on mike douglas's show and then you got fanny lou hammer go look up the actual quotes but i'm trying to keep it at least somewhat on the level side i'm not trying to come off as like basically somebody who's trying to be a supremacist, but I'm trying to get to the main point here as far as why it is important for us to make sure that we do not follow idiots like this. We do not follow celebrities that will not push us up towards better fulfillment and better society, but bring us back down with them. And if anything, we should not be propping up celebrities who are bringing that street life, that thug mentality, whatever you want to call it, with them. How is it going to look to everyone else 
whenever we're doing that. Because all it takes is one person who shares your same image to make an impression on other people from other spheres of life. Just like I guarantee you this will make an impression. Just like a couple of shows ago, I did a, uh, I covered Chris Rock getting slapped by Will Smith. And if you look at what exactly happened, it made an impression on our black society. Because during certain, certain stand-up shows, you have people that will pop out of the crowd and threaten to slap the celebrity because they were making jokes. Because all of a sudden, ha ha, he he, it was funny. Because you're trying to become a celebrity yourself. Just like there's another YouTuber out there who recently got arrested because they were going through, I think, Walmarts and Kroger's, whatever, doing stupid shit to the patrons at these show, uh, at these these locations, if you will. And you think that in your quest for fame, it is okay to put other people's safety, livelihoods, and let's just say their personal barriers at risk and you're not going to have to deal with the consequences? No. Shame has got to come back because if it doesn't come back, we are going to end up with more people following in the footsteps of the people who do not deserve to have that mantle of leadership. Shame is supposed to be a hardwired response inside our instincts. It reminds us what's right and what is wrong. We've belittled our own brother so much that society in America does not remember what the weight of shame feels like, nor do they know it like they should. I dare say young men today do not know what taking pride in something is. So they do not know better to do better at most times. And why am I fighting so hard to cover what might seem like it's a minor story or a story that's not important? Because as always, number one, I fight to maintain a positive black image. Number two, I fight to maintain a positive black image regarding firearms. And number three, I fight to maintain that positive black image for the safety of black people. But let me give you an example of what could potentially happen whenever you hang with the wrong people, whenever you idolize the wrong celebrities. And by no means am I saying that this next story is this man's fault. It could be, it could not be. It may have been due to the fact that he might have been hanging around some good people, but he might not have vetted them properly. How many of you remember Vernon Forrest? Two-division uh, two world champion. Boxer. This is from ESPN.com. July 26, 2009, former two-division world champion Vernon Forrest was shot and killed Saturday night during an attempted robbery, police said Sunday. Now, normally, most robberies come from people that are close to you on a personal level. I mean, you got people who may try and break into a house just because they're desperate and they might be able to find something quickly. But normally, most robberies come from people that you know on a personal level, especially the ones that you let inside your own your own house or your own vehicle. And they become more and more comfortable with you and the workings of your life until all of a sudden they decide to strike because they found a weakness. Back to the article. 
Fulton County Medical Examiner Michael Stauffenberg confirmed the case was a homicide and that the autopsy showed Forrest died from multiple gunshot wounds involving the torso and the thigh. Sergeant Lisa Keyes said a police report on the shooting was not immediately available. WSB Radio in Atlanta first reported the shooting, citing a police spokesman. Forrest, who was 38, my age, lived in Atlanta and was an Augusta, Georgia native. Lieutenant Keith Meadows told the radio station that Forrest was shot seven or eight times. Seven or eight times, at least once in the head, as he chased at least two men who tried to steal his Jaguar as he put air in his tires at the Atlanta gas station. Forrest had a gun and confronted the men, who fatally wounded him with two semi-automatic weapons, according to the police. At this point, we have a general description of at least two black males driving a red Monte Carlo metal set, according to the report. So as you can see, this wasn't even in this man's house. This was at a damn gas station in Atlanta. This man, who was a celebrity, who had the fame, who had the notoriety as far as being a two-time champion, who has the money, who has everything that should make this person a upper echelon member of society ends up losing his life at a gas station from two people who had nothing but wrongdoing on their mind. Now let's go ahead and take John Morant's stance, right? What he's trying to do, who he's trying to be which is literally just some fake wannabe soft gangster, some thug, whatever. And we go ahead and we put it in the Petri dish of what society really is. And let's not forget, the higher up on the pole you become, the more enemies you could potentially bring or attract towards you. So now you're over here claiming a set Flashing guns, threatening people, trying to be hard and trying to be a thug. What do you think your enemies are doing? Do you think that they're, especially since you're televised at a higher rate than the average person, what do you think these people are doing? They are waiting on you to slip up. Like God rest his soul, Vernon Forrest. Somehow Vernon had his wallet out and the guy snatched his wallet and started running, Watson said. Vernon pursued after him. The guy turned the corner and Vernon didn't see him. He turned around to go back to the car and that's when he started firing. Now again, this man was armed. This, this, this two-time divisional champion was armed against two other people who had firearms. There was no way he was going to get out of that alive, unfortunately. So if we take that same scenario and set up John Morant in that exact same scenario, let's just say, I don't know, he decided to stop at the gas station and pick up a soda or whatever just because he was thirsty. And he had just dropped his friends off and he was by himself. What do you think would happen to him? So that's why I say we as a society cannot, should not, and me personally will not 
follow the guidance of any celebrity that does not have the best and most truthful interest of elevating and providing a better image for black society in mind. And I hope and I pray that you all will too. Because if things like this continue to happen, it's only a matter of time before we do not have the right elevating platforms to get us the things that we truly need, to put us in better positions. Because of the actions in the past of those people who are the face of your society. Think about it. Do better. Because I know I can and I know we can. Mag dump. This the black powder podcast, let's get it split. We got the wisdom hitting targets with a mark with precision. We're having fun in the booth, we're running gun for the truth. Every future black gun owner, we're spreading the news. We do illegal, we're moving regal and blessing the people. Some hopes for the culture, we keep it locked like guns in our holster. Holding it down as we're loading the rounds. If they were nervous back then, then they're gonna be scared of us now. Black powder podcast, we'll be back in a while. Yeah.